up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. Extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. Jay, last time we talked, didn't I say we was up to 1,000 members yes. of the Academy? Yes, you did. Yeah, well, we, listen, a member a day. Keeps the chronic disease away, baby. 1,031 and counting. Okay. <laughs> I see you, sis. Yes, man. I am so happy about what we've created here at the Black Health Academy. If you don't know, the Black Health Academy is a free membership platform that integrates e-learning with live virtual classes to help you reach that next level in your health, whether it be weight loss, reversing chronic conditions like type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, obesity, autoimmune disease, heart disease, mental and emotional health. Listen, you need to be inside of the Black Health Academy and you also need to be live inside of our monthly nutrition classes. This last one, Jay, we did uh, the first Saturday in February. We mm-hmm. had over 70 people online. I was lecturing about why your genes don't matter. So we talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, DNA. We talked about epigenetics. And um, we talked about, you know, what has the biggest impact on whether or not you will get a chronic disease or whether or not if you're predisposed for something, whether or not that gene is going to express itself. And it was a super live class. So if you know that you need to be in a space where your health is a priority and it's a priority for everyone else in the room too, Um, then you need to be inside the Black Health Academy. So do yourself a whole entire favor for 2021. Treat yourself to better health at www.theblackhealthacademy.com. Did I freestyle that commercial good? Absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm impressed over here. I'm not going to lie. Did it sound like I was reading something? It sounded like it was scripted, but it wasn't. It wasn't at all. You know I'll be going from the dome. I I see that. I see that. You got to know your gifts. So listen, how... Listen, they just opened up restaurants and opened the world back up here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how much I needed that until mm-hmm. literally, I think they just opened them like right around the 1st of February. Mm-hmm. Uh, went out for the first time last Saturday. You and I did dinner tonight and it just feels good to be able to be back out on the scene. Like, yeah, I know you still, you're a little more weary than I am. So I'm a lot more weary. Yeah. It's the first time. And I was like really, really nervous at first, but they, but they spread it out so they well. Did. They did that. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get over my fear because I don't know how long, many years this is gonna last. I gotta kind of get over my fear. Yeah. Um, because I, I like to go out. I like to socialize. And you know, our main thing is going out to eat. Yeah. And Especially since there's no live events yes. right now, oh. not yet. Oh, so yeah, we went on. I had a good time. I yeah, had a good time. Live events. Although I did just buy tickets to um, the Candlelight Jazz event, mm-hmm. the series that's going on right now in Detroit. Excuse me. Excuse me. Say what? Oh, oh my God, Jazz. So in the wintertime, they're having it at the Masonic Temple. Ooh. And I don't even know what it is. Ooh, it's, it's live. <laughs> oh, it's somewhere. Oh, wait, say live. I can get tickets. And so it's literally a live concert. Uh, it's, this one is jazz. The one I'm going to is like um, Jazz Works by Duke Ellington. Mm-hmm. And it's all the floor. Everything is candles everywhere. It's completely candle lit mm-hmm. and live jazz. I saw that. Yes. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. So um, Lungi and I are going on February 27th. 
Lugie, stay trying to steal my friend. Lugie, if you are listening. <laughs> I was like, I, honestly, I thought you were going to be scared. Shut up. No, no swear to God. God. Swear to God. Yeah. I, I I'm not were. scared to go anywhere with my mask on. It's taking my mask off. That's the problem. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so... Me and Lugie are going. <laughs> and this one, why are your eyes get so beady like that? Huh? What? I didn't say anything. Um, speaking of mask on, mask off, vaccination, yay, nay. Are you doing it? Are you not? Can I say uh, Jose to the Naze? Oh, yeah. Oh, Pig Latin. We, we flew in Pig Latin over here. However, you want to say that, it's a nay. And why? I'm really big. I mean, not just for, you know, the COVID vaccination. When it came to the HPV vaccination for my kid, um, they had the whooping cough vaccination. If it's a vaccination that was not invented years ago when they actually properly tested the vaccination, you know, did trials and things like that, I'm not going to get it. Um, I remember one time I took Morgan when she was probably about seven or eight or something like that. And they tried to give her a vaccination. I'm like, has this been recalled? Because it was kind of new. The doctor's like, yeah. I was like, what was, you know, what happened? Why was it recalled or what? Well, <laughs> it made your intestines. I'm sorry, what? It made your intestines twist up. So whatever the formal name of that was, but they fixed it. They fixed it. And they, they and, and it hasn't been any more problems since. I would give it to my own grandkids. <laughs> I said, okay. That's always the line that's still the Oh, I would take it myself. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> It's a good thing you got grandkids to give it to because you're not giving it to my kids. So I don't want it to just go to waste. If that's your options, I advise you to get to giving. But um, yeah, anything that you have not been able to go back three years later, five years later, 10 years later, because it was one um, test on, it might've been high blood pressure medication or something really popular. Mm-hmm. And like two years later, people had liver damage. Their eyes were really like turning yellow and all type of stuff mm. due to complications because they didn't test this medication. Absolutely. For, you know, the long study. They did it for the short study. Absolutely. But if you can't go back in five years, 10 years and see the complications from that, I don't want it. Because once you get vaccinated, the thing about vaccination is you can't unvaccinate yourself. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? You can't unmedicate yourself either. Well, what medication is in your bloodstream. So you'd say if you take some, let's say, high blood pressure medication orally. I mean, come on now. You drink a bunch of water. You sleep it off. It's not going to be in your system three months from now. Vaccination it is going to be in your system and it can cause, cause irreversible damage. Mm-hmm. So, no. And you know what's interesting about the um, COVID vaccination, which I was just telling our students on Saturday, because somebody asked me, was I going to take it? And I said, no, but I, but I wasn't saying that it was, I think it should be no across the board for everyone. I think people who are more part of a more vulnerable population, it may, it may be okay for them. But the reason I'm not going to take it is for two reasons. Number one, like you said, it's too young and this is the quickest like exponentially, this is the quickest that any vaccination had came has come to market in history. Like usually vaccinations take well over a decade. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so for something to come to market in less than two years, yeah, and- it's like mind boggling to me. So number one is too young. The other part of that is also when I went online and I was just kind of researching 
the population sample of the trials, mm -hmm. right? There were not enough people of color. So when people are, when companies are doing trials on medications or on vaccinations, the subjects, um, the population sample is supposed to be representative of the country. Mm -hmm. And so like over, you know, about 13% of the U.S. is are black people. Mm -hmm. And their percentages for black people in the study was not that, was not 13%. It was less than 10%, like talking about seven for at least two of the vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And so that's been one of the problems with a lot of medications and things in the past before is that. Yeah, I feel the same way about um, like the way they say that you have diabetes or you have high blood pressure. I don't understand how is this scale the same across the board. If you hit this marker, you're diabetic. Mm -hmm. If you hit this marker, you have high blood pressure. Is, age is not taken into consideration. Mm -hmm. Like your ethnicity, like nothing is taken into consideration. Mm -hmm. Like you, you. Based on who you are, you you could have considered you could have been considered diabetes have that you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. diabetic years ago, but mm -hmm. because they're using their test scale, they're waiting till you get here to say you're actually diabetic. Yeah, that's how the scale is for vitamin D deficiency. Most like, of us are told we have a vitamin D deficiency, but one physician actually admitted, like honestly, we don't really have a scale for people of color. And then the, the reason vitamin D is so important is because it literally has to do with the sun, and we know it impacts mm -hmm. melanated skin very different than non-melanated skin. Yeah. So, you know, to say that uh, a person has vitamin D deficiency, the the scale was never based on yeah, us. Yeah, we're all using this same exact scale. Like, Absolutely. everything else changes. Okay, your BMI should be this if you're this, if you're this. But these scales just stay the same. I just, I would never trust it. I'm going to always think like I'm going to do the best I can as far as eating things that won't give me hypertension, that won't give me diabetes. Yeah. I don't care what they say <clears throat> because yeah. when you are sick, your body knows it. It doesn't matter if the doctor knows it or not or right. if the scale doesn't right. reflect that. What symptoms are you seeing? Or about? not seeing. Uh -huh. What what chemically is changing in you? Mm -hmm. What what is your body fighting off, therefore taking the attention that it could be using in Absolutely. other areas of your body? But Absolutely. now it's so busy trying to keep this balance. You know, it's just so many factors. And I just hate the way people rely on these. Oh, I don't have diet skipping out the office. But yeah, your sugar is too high. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's too high. And it's not technically diabetes by the book. Yeah. But by my book, I would say, yeah, your sugar's too high. Yeah, so absolutely. I agree. And, and and the other reason I'm not taking the vaccine is because um, my immune system is sparkling. know you was gonna say that the minute before i said it like the, the second oh my god they were like why is that so funny so <laughs> i was telling lisa uh before we hopped on here that i just <laughs> not a sparkling muse and stuff that's dope i'm talking about pristine oh <laughs> uh, i told someone to have a good day today and they responded you have a sparkling day 
and it made me so happy. It, it really just up the ante. Like, you know what? I'm going to do that. It almost felt like a challenge. It did. Like, you know what? I, I have good days, maybe even great days, but sparkling. A sparkling day? I mean, I mean, so you mean to tell me all this time I've been trying to have optimal health and I should have been trying to have sparkling health. I'm talking about sparkling. You hear me? Dang. Okay. But real talk, like the body is such a self-containing system and I really feel good about doing my job, which is to give it the raw materials it needs to be sparkling. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so... I don't have anything that is considered an immunosuppressant in my body or in my life. Well, I was about to say, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because stress, chronic stress is immunosuppressant. Chronic stress will suppress your immune system. So does refined sugar. I don't engage in either one. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't, no dairy, no animal products, you know, nothing that causes an inflammatory response. Now, there's some alcohol every now and then. There's some stuff. But I feel so confident in the system that God gave me to fight off disease. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, just like when we talk about inflammation, it's, it's just you're putting more demands and more stressors on your body than you are giving it resources to offset it. Oh. You always give your body resources to offset. Mm. You do more putting antioxidants and doing nutrients and, um, you know, micro nutrients in your body than usual or not to say usual, but then most people. Absolutely. So yeah, those days you may have some alcohol, those days you may feel a little stressed. You have enough to offset that. You have the resources. Absolutely. Oh you yeah, I built, up, I built up my street cred. Exactly. Absolutely. So, I yeah. got some credit in these streets. You definitely have some credit. <laughs> That's why when people say like, you know, you got to have balance. You're not balanced. No. Honey. You have got to have some street cred. Yes. As my girl right here said, you got to have some street cred. You have to build that up. Mm -hmm. You know, your body is still fighting off the meal from this morning. Uh, you know, the oil and the fat and the salt and the sugar from this morning, all the stresses from your job. And now you feel like you can eat a Big Mac? Yeah. You can't. Or, or you feel like you deserve a cookie because it's been a long day? Yeah. It's just, it doesn't work that way. Right. And I, right. And I truly wish it did work that way so we could have more um, healthier people in the black community. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. It just you simply doesn't saying? work that no, way. No, it doesn't. I, I work out all the time to make sure my IgA, my, my white blood cells is creating those antibodies to keep me healthy. Like, so I have absolutely zero intention of taking the vaccine. But, you know, individuals who are in the vulnerable population, people who have pre-existing conditions, people who are taking drugs that suppresses their immune system, people who have a diet that suppresses their immune system, people who are high stress individuals who um, are are more likely to come in contact with. I work from home and I can go days where I live in the house if I want to. Mm -hmm. I, you know, so people on the front line, maybe they should take it. You know, so you I don't want to take it away from anyone. Yeah. But we just want to show why we're not. But it's not saying that, you know, maybe for someone else, it might be a decent option. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah, know I'm what I mean? speaking for me and mine. I'm not taking care of a senior. I'm not taking care of somebody who's vulnerable. Yeah. There's just circumstances where, but the most, the biggest thing is that it's definitely that sparkling yeah, immune system. Um, you know, I have a nurse in my family and she's like, I'm thinking about it because I'm nose to nose. She delivered babies and she's like, I'm nose to nose with these people. I'm like, nose to nose? She's like, yes, when you're delivering, they're, sometimes they are holding your neck. Sometimes they're, you know, crying on your shoulder. Vaccinate her. Yeah. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I can't look at it from the standpoint, like you said, I'm at home 97% right. of the time. Of yeah. course, I would say that speaking from the comfort of my living room. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm only speaking for me and mine. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So are we going to get into wait what? I mean, please do. Listen, wait what is our segment where we identify something we saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, what? Man, so I may have lost my mommy card is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I may have lost my mama card. So I don't know if you know this, but Morgan is um, a hypochondriac. Okay. She, everything <laughs> is something wrong. Oh my God. And when she was younger, I would take these things seriously. When she'll be like, oh, I think I have blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, schedule a doctor's appointment. Oh my God, schedule a doctor. Oh my, what's wrong? Let me watch it up on that. And so in the last like couple of years, I've realized like she's a hypochondriac, right? But I've never called that to her face. Okay. Every time she tells me a problem, I, you know, I kind of take, you know, go through the usual drill. Okay. What's wrong? How does it feel? When did you get the symptom? How? So... <laughs> Right, every time I give her, I give her what she needs. So last week she texted me. <laughs> she's at that house. She's like, <laughs> I need to be tested for ADHD, right? <laughs> so I said, Morgan, okay, let me let me hear it. Why why do you need <laughs> why do you need to be tested for ADHD? I have all the symptoms, right? I'm like, okay, all right, Morgan. I was like, okay, I just left it at that. I didn't even ask her what the symptoms was. You get all good grades. Every time I see you, you're chilling. You are, you, you're always, I'm talking about, she put together my dining room table. I have ADHD. I walked away. Okay. Okay, I can't do this. I don't have patience. She does puzzles. Nothing about her says a, nothing. She Except has the, the patience, internet. But the internet. So, <laughs> so last night, she comes in my room with her phone. She's like, <laughs> you're going to have to make me a doctor's appointment. I said, well, you know, why, Morgan? She's like, because I have some non-cancerous tumors in my nose. <laughs> what? I said, it has a name, polypop or something like that, poly, P-O-L-Y-P-S or something like that. She, I was like, what makes you think you have tumors in your nose? She did like this. She held one side of her nose and started breathing in. And she was like, <laughs> this side feels, <laughs> this side feels kind of stopped up, but this side doesn't. So it's like unbalanced, right? I, oh my God. I lost it. I fell out. I fell out laughing. I said, <laughs> I'm not allowing you to diagnose yourself with anything else. I said, Morgan, I'm not taking you to the doctor. I said, do you, I said, so I was like, let me see. One of the symptoms. I said, do you have a runny nose? She said, no. I said, okay. Second symptoms. Have you been having like sinus irritation? No. She started smiling then. Like I, it was a smile at like, I, I see where you think this is going. <laughs> I can see where you think this right, might be going. But get to symptom number six. Cause I got that for sure. I, and I, so I read off like four more symptoms. She didn't have them. I said, so the only thing that led you to non-cancerous tumors in your nose <laughs> Is this side feel a little different than this side? I laugh so hard. I'm like, I am so glad to get to the point in my parenting abilities <laughs> where you're not driving me crazy. What is wrong with these kids? Like, <laughs> how does how the hypochondriac even created? You just sit around and think of different ways that all these things in the world that's happening could possibly be happening to you. I was like, no, ma'am, get out of my room, please. I'm sorry. I'll, and then to, you know, make me feel good, I'm like, I'll check on you in a couple of days. I'm like, bye. I got so many other things. 
she jumped from all the other things, cold. Um, she could even say COVID. I'd have been like, okay, maybe. Right. No. no. Non-cancerous tumors are in her nose. I said, this poor baby, she got a long life ahead of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, child. She wow. got a long life full of dramatics, and I don't want to be a part of them. <laughs> I mean, just before the ADHD, you know, one side of her... Oops, I'm sorry. One side of her chest felt um, bruised and like it, it had a lump. I said, Morgan, did you hit yourself? She's like, maybe. I was like, how long you been feeling? Well, just today. I said, Morgan, you can't call me for every little nick and bruise. And make it something big. Yeah. And make it something big. I was like, man, you, we're going to have to work on kind of quieting that noise from the internet first of all yeah it is scary it's just too much information you know that was the blessings of us growing in the, up in the age in the time that we did because True. we didn't have all this extra extra True. information from it oh it could be the common cold or or it could like you know it, it just it's helpful at times yeah. but it seems like it's more damaging to her. It is. It yeah. it is for a lot of us because Doctor Google will have you think you on your last leg on your last year. Yeah. I'm like, how do I restrict my child from googling anything else about an illness or a sickness? Oh no doubt. Oh god. Oh no doubt. ADHD and you know her. Oh listen, listen. <laughs> I went over to Bay House the other day. He said he think he got appendicitis. I said, what you eat last night? Well, I did go watch the game with the fellas, and we had pizza. Now, you know, I done got him <laughs> off the dairy. Done, Why so, do people so, jump? Why do people jump so far into the diagnosis? Right side. I said it's on your right side, so any pain over there must automatically mean... According to the... Your appendix needs to be removed. Google's never wrong first. We just going to ignore all the trash you ate in the last couple days. We're going to ignore the fact that you ain't worked out in a couple days. We're going to ignore the fact that you ain't been drinking the water you're supposed to drink. And we're going to jump to appendicitis. And we're going to jump to emergency surgery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's what Go Google... Go sit down somewhere. <laughs> that's what Google... Google is never wrong. Man. Did you talk him off the ledge more importantly? Yes. Ain't nothing wrong with that fool. <laughs> appendicitis. Yes, I had pizza. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And people don't know how to use Google. Because when I looked up appendicitis... I said, well, here's a list. I said, do you have stomach pain? I was like, did it start in your stomach and move over to your side? No. Diarrhea, vomiting, blood? No. But see, what you did was look at it in the reverse. He looked up the stomach pain. pain no, and he came. looked up pain on my right side. He never had stomach pain. Let's <laughs> be clear about that. Right, right, right. So I want people to understand that everything ain't uh, emergency surgery or a non-cancerous tumor in your nose would sometimes you need to assess your behavior leading up to the leading up to this thing yes yeah usually it's just your body giving you signs that you, you know you need to get back on track you're dehydrated you got some low-grade inflammation you know what I mean everything ain't diagnosable exactly. sometimes it's just a yellow light a cautionary light yeah, I, I think I wrote about that like a couple of years ago. Our body is whispering to us at this point. Mm. And when, when diagnosed, it's screaming. Diagnosis is a scream. Oh, that's a good analogy. But you are whispered to every single day. And all yes. you got to do is lean in and see what your body is trying to tell you. Absolutely. You do not have to wait for it to start 
yelling at the top of his lungs. Right. Yeah. Because by then it's it's usually something that you have been lost control over at that point. Yes. Because let's be clear, the day of diagnosis is not the day you got it. Not at all. Not you, at you, all. It's been developing for oftentimes years, if, if, but at least months. Mm-hmm. The day of diagnosis is not the day that it happened. And so your job is to do everything to make sure every action you take, the food you eat, the way you move, the people you interact with, what you decide to do for a living, every action you take is in alignment with you being physically, mentally, and emotionally whole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're just thinking about like a temporary, you know, short term outcome as opposed to thinking like, what's the long term consequences of making this one decision? Yeah. Oh, one slice won't hurt. One cookie won't hurt. One drink won't hurt. You know, skipping this one workout won't hurt. But every time you eat, move, everything you do is an opportunity to do something better. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about the opportunity cost that comes with that decision. Mm-hmm. We're not saying be perfect, not at all. You know what I'm saying? But we're saying that everything has to be considered because like Jay said, you your body tells you, your mind tells you, your brain tells you. Yeah. But, and also just like um, an IV in your arm. If you go in the hospital, let's just say you are dehydrated. You go in the hospital, they're not going to give you, oh my God, you're dehydrated. Here's five pitchers of water. Drink it until you're not dehydrated. They're going to give you an IV and they're going to slowly drip it into your body. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to hydrate you. That's how dysfunction is too. Just because you're slow dripping, it's slowly dripping into your lifestyle, that does not mean it's not causing an impact. Mm-hmm. It's not, okay, you ate cake Saturday, and then you ate cake again on Wednesday, and you think because it's spread out. No, you're just slowly dripping this this decision to constantly do things that don't align with your goals, and that's becoming more so who you are. Yes. It doesn't have to be just broadcast. You know what I mean? Do you yep. know what I'm saying? Like some, Certain behaviors have to be eliminated. Mm-hmm. Because that slow drip drip will continue the same practices. Yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. But, yeah, basically, it's just some things, when I want them out of my life, I go on, like, a 30-day stretch, Mm -hmm. a 60-day stretch, a 90-day stretch. Mm -hmm. Because I know if I, let's say, the alcohol thing, if I drink alcohol one day, Monday or whatever, and I don't drink it again until Saturday... I feel like that habit of still drinking is still there to socialize. So before I connected social socializa- socialization with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And now because I can do it for four months straight, I know that I don't need alcohol to socialize. And sometimes you have to completely withdraw, abstain mm-hmm. from these things. Absolutely. Hope that made sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just, yeah, the analogy I gave a while back about compound interest, like, it, everything adds up to, to more and more and more. Like this decision compounded with that previous decision, compounded with that next decision. Yeah. It's what created this outcome. You know what I'm saying? So everything matters, no matter how big or how small. Or how small, yeah. Yeah, we totally need to re- remember that. Um, I know one of the things you mentioned earlier um, was about um, your testimony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your testimony and how um, the decisions we make, too, 
<clears throat> not are not only for our own personal health, but it's for somebody else's growth and somebody else's lesson. Mm -hmm. So what made me think about mm -hmm. this is that, you know, my sister, she worked in a lab for maybe nearly 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, and she is about to be almost, she's almost 50 now. Mm -hmm. And she's been talking about teaching for maybe like the last six, seven years or whatever. And because she had this job working at DMC in the lab, when it came time, she finally buckled down, took, you know, got the teacher certification, and then she got hired in the school system or mm -hmm. whatever. And so before she got hired in the school system, now this is during COVID, everybody is telling her like, oh my God, you worked at DMC for so long. You worked at DMC for so long. Like, don't go and teach these kids. That's going to be stressful. And oh my God, this, and I wouldn't do it. And don't leave your job. You can retire from DMC and just trying to talk her out of it. And, you know, you, of course, and I, and a couple other people were excited, but 87 to 95% of people were not excited at all. They were literally projecting their fear and everything onto her. So Long story short, she started the job, loves the job, job loves her, doing good, changing lives, students gravitating towards her. She just has a natural gift. And so she was telling me how she went to her dentist's office that she's been going to for years. They know all, you know, how you build a rapport. And so she was like, um, she hadn't been there in a while. And they was like, what you been up to? You know? And she was like, I stopped, you know, working at the lab. I'm a teacher now. She said the lady at the desk was like, oh my God, George, she she didn't even let her finish talking. Caught like other people from the back. Like she is a teacher. Now. Oh my God. And they were all just so excited and losing their minds over. She was like, I've been wanting to leave this job for so long and do X, Y, and Z. And she was like, I cannot believe you did it. And all it, like she literally got it. She got it because that testimony was for her. That testimony was for her, and she probably changed that woman's life. They probably was, you know, close in age, you know, both working a good job, you mm -hmm. know, quote unquote, yep. and feeling comfortable and yep. complacent. And she literally probably saw herself in her story. Absolutely. Like, I can be you. I can leave this job and I can still live in, and serve in mm. my purpose. Mm -mm -mm. And so, you know, when she first became a teacher, I wanted to post immediately. <laughs> like, oh my God, my sister's a teacher. She's teaching gifted students, blah, 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 blah. She's like, Jay, calm down. It ain't that deep. I'm like, but it is that deep. It is that deep. And so she finally let me post and everybody congratulated herself. But she was just like, it's just like, calm down, everybody. Mm -hmm. but, I'm, but that literally just validated what I was saying. Your testimony, you don't, don't try to hold back something mm -hmm. because somebody needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. It may not be big to you. Mm -hmm. It may not be something to celebrate to you, mm -hmm. but somebody needs to hear that. And that lady needed to hear that. And I really hope she took that and she really got the courage to live out whatever dream she'd been wanting to live. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so I was just thinking about that, like, wow, you know what I mean? Your testimony. And I started thinking about all the people before us. Mm -hmm. Imagine if they would have kept what they were feeling inside. And we never got to see it. Mm -hmm. We never got to see people stand on a podium and tell a whole large crowd that we're, we're equal or, you know what I mean? I have a dream or, mm -hmm. you know, imagine if he would have kept that inside. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How could people have rallied behind him? How could the world have changed mm -hmm. if he kept whatever he felt 
inside. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to really stop being selfish with what we're accomplishing, yeah. what we're feeling, even if it's not mainstream, mm -hmm. even if it's not the norm or whatever it is, like there is somebody that needs to hear that. 100%. Yeah, big facts. Um, obedience, because I think Jamal always says on their podcast, um, you know, your obedience is tied to somebody else's destiny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the reason, the reason your sister was like, chill out is because it wasn't meant for her. So she ain't get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it always is. Um, which makes me think about how much, how much of it is God and how much is of it is you like your sister, right? She became a teacher against way more odds than she thought she would have before. She mm -hmm. didn't expect to do it in the midst of a pandemic. She didn't expect to literally start her teaching career virtually, like against so many more odds than she mm -hmm. would have had even a year prior. Right. And she had this dream inside of her for so long, right? And then when she finally got in front of that student body, she knocked it out of the park mm -hmm. because she knew that's what she was supposed to be doing, right? Mm -hmm. But she finally had to buckle down and be obedient, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that she can get in front of those students and knock it out the park seamlessly when another teacher struggles to put himself out the bed to do it every day, right? It's literally a difference between obedience and disobedience, right? Mm -hmm. Gift and talent, right? Mm -hmm. But the part that your sister had to contribute to getting in front of that classroom was the courage it took to get, leave a job you had been at for 30 years, literally studying to take the exam, being disciplined enough to, you know, start studying, applying, you know what I mean? And in the midst of a pandemic. And so a lot of times I think people think if you're, your gift is supposed to make things easy for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I asked you tonight at dinner, like, dang, how much is your gift and how much is God? You mm -hmm. know, how much is, are you responsible for? How much is he responsible for? Or she's responsible for? You know what I mean? And it just makes me think, like, as I start creating this plant-based certification, because it's going to be a plant-based certification and a coaching program where I teach you how to coach. And this is a, I was telling a client today, like, this is a helping field. And so you have to be pulled toward it. It can't be just attractive to you, mm -hmm. you know, or it can't be, well, I got healthy. And so I think I can help other people do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know when I am teaching in farm to table or when I'm teaching one-on-one -on -one or whatever, and the things that I'm able to pull out of what people say that just occurs to me, like, I know that's just, that's nothing I could ever prepare for, mm -hmm. but I had to do the work to get in front of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when I just think about how much we're eat, we're it's equally is an equal amount of responsibility between you and God, but you have to be obedient because the longer you're disobedient, the further away the ease of getting into it will be away from you. Facts. You and know what I'm true. saying? Yes. Yeah. That's definitely true because there's some things I should have done years ago. And Life has a tendency to do that if you're not, like you said, obedient. Mm -hmm. How many times, how often do we hear people say, I'm going to do that once. I'm going to do that when. I'm going to do that um, after. One day, someday. Yeah. And it's like when something is inside of you and you're listening really to God and God is putting that in your head and in mm -hmm. your spirit, mm -hmm. you should be listening to that. Bills are going to stay consistent in your life. Always. And and hopefully 
improving yourself, improving your finances. So it's not like once you get done improving yourself with school, you're so now you're going to graduate and you're going to start trying to improve yourself with making more money. That's going to be another self-improvement thing. So whatever it is that you're pushing to the side because you're doing this, or the demands on you are going to keep taking, mm. you know, president precedence over whatever it else, whatever else, unless you decide to change. That. Yep. It's a decision. Yeah. You can't just keep saying, just like what people say, my grandmother told me the best thing, you know, when I was pregnant and I was like, I was upset because I felt like I wasn't ready really. And she was like, there's never a perfect time. Mm -hmm. There, it, it just doesn't ex There's never a perfect time for anything mm -hmm. because if it's not one thing, it's going to be another thing. Are you going to make an excuse for one thing? Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be, so you'd really have to decide this is when I'm going to act on this thing and don't let anything pull you away from that. Mm -hmm. Waiting for the perfect time when the perfect time doesn't even exist. Mm -hmm. You create a perfect time. A perfect time just doesn't appear and fall on your lap. Perfect time always uh, is, is hindsight. Because you look back on something and say, that was, that was the perfect time. time. That's the only way you have the perfect time. It's in hindsight. But when you're living in the present, it, nothing looks like the perfect time. Nothing looks like the perfect time. Mm -hmm. Everything else seems like, oh my God, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I got to do this, I got to, I'm going to, I'm working a nine to five, how am I going to start a business? Yeah. I got to get more ready, more educated, I need more money, I need more time. I yeah. Need, yeah. Like I know somebody personally who said they want to kind of start encouraging women to be more healthy, but they got to lose weight first. Why would you lose weight first instead of jumping right in and showing them your journey from the beginning? Like, wouldn't that be good? It just it just sounds good to you right now to yeah. say lose weight first, because if you really want to encourage some encourage someone, they can walk with you. Yeah, they can walk with you through the journey. Mm -hmm. But no, it, it, it's really about teaching yourself to just dive in you know when I go swimming or whatever I hate to tiptoe into the water I gotta jump in so that my whole body can get to one temperature and because it, yeah. if you start putting your your pinky toe in and then go up to your <laughs> knees and then go you're like it's too cold I'm getting out I'm like, getting like out I okay <laughs> did you get in the water when we went to Jamaica that's why hell no <laughs> Asking silly questions. <laughs> oh God! Somebody else came in here and said that wasn't least. <laughs> oh my God! But yeah, it's, that's how I feel. Like I have to jump in and get the water up to my neck because if I do try to, you know, pinky toe it, the water will just seem too cold. When it's really not too cold, you just your approach is just not right. Mm. So that's just pretty much, you know, the long and short of it. Yeah. And I was also thinking about when it comes to testimony, I was like, wow, I literally can go on a stage right now. Mm -hmm. I can literally walk into an arena filled with thousands of women who are, need someone to tell them that you do not have to start with anything mm. the way you think you have to start. You literally, because I know there's women who are afraid to leave their marriage. Mm -hmm. I know it's women right now mm -hmm. who are probably in an abusive relationship that's scared because that person has more money or that person has a good credit or that person, they, they think they have more leverage than they do for whatever reason. And I literally can, I know so much about starting from nothing at this point that I can literally 
You know what I mean? Like I could literally have a whole entire event surrounding starting from the beginning. Mm. And I would have never thought that, but this is now my testimony. Mm-hmm. It's now my testimony. And I have to let people know. Big facts. Like I will never not share it because I, it's just so many different aspects. And I look back on it and I get scared in hindsight. Mm. I wasn't even scared then because mm-hmm. it was like it's too busy peddling, too bu- too busy. But now that I look back, I'm like, wow, like that that was scary. Yeah, not knowing what I was gonna do next, not having the money to do this. Mm. And I was just telling someone recently. I was like, when I first moved, I didn't even have heat in my car in November. I remember it it was um, my 39th birthday. I mean, my I was 39 going on 40. Mm-hmm. And it was my 40th birthday, but it was right before then. You know how you celebrate before. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even drive to my own birthday because the, the windshield would freeze over because it was too cold outside. I didn't even have heat in the car. Mm. And it's like now I can literally, t- like you just really, really, really have to have, you just have to put both feet down, plant them and just Look straight ahead, mm-hmm. not behind. Mm-hmm. But that's my testimony. And nobody can give certain testimonies but you. And certain people that's need it. to hear that testimony from, from you. you. Absolutely. You know, so I don't like when people say, you know, people may not get this. Or, the right person will get it. Yeah. The right person will understand it. And the right person, it will, it will hit them in a way that it will improve or enhance their life. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Oh, uh, a thousand percent. I know what you mean. But I think the issue is the way our culture, especially in America, American culture is set up, is that we're, we promote individualism so much that people um, are under the false belief that they're doing things for themselves. Like, I'm doing this to better my family. I'm doing this to better me. I'm doing this so that I can give a better quality of life to my kids. I'm doing this so I can take care of my parents, not realizing that obedience in and of itself and reaching a point of self-actualization where your talents and purposes are fully realized are always rooted in serving, uh-huh. right? Always rooted in serving. You taking care of your kids and your parents and, and you know the people that mean the most to you is, is like, you trying to get credit for something you're supposed to do. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You know how people be so proud of a good father? It's like, uh-huh. why would you be proud of a good daddy taking care of his kids like he's supposed to? Why would you be proud of somebody getting good grades? That's what they're supposed to do. But what we need to understand and go back to is that how do you know if whether or not you're being obedient in life is because you're serving. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And everything you do when you are obedient is for other people. And that's why... Like, that's why I was able to move and almost double my monthly expenses in the middle of a pandemic when I didn't know where my next speaking engagement was coming from, because I knew my gifts will always create a, a, a parachute. I knew my gift, that the net will always appear because I serve mm-hmm. and I serve from a genuine place. I don't serve intentionally. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I just like I'm obedient to what I know my talents are. And I think more of us, if we understand that you start with making the world a better place, start with serving, then you will understand that the things you're supposed to do and go through are never were never meant for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like you being bold enough to share your testimony, you know, your sister being bold enough to go through what she's supposed to do. You know, it's 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 never and you're never impressed by it, but somebody else always is because that's who it was meant for. You know, we were before we got online and we were <laughs> when I said 
I think one of my biggest fears in life is realizing something in hindsight. Mm-hmm. I think the the exception to that is the things I do want to realize in hindsight is the stuff I did that was scary. Like you just said, like looking back on your story and being like, whoa, I yeah. stepped out. Of, I left a, a marriage. I left that to be independent. And this is, wow, that is scary. Like it literally makes you nervous thinking about it going yeah, back. Yeah, it, it does. It really is like, wow, like who? Who who did you think you were? That's the only thing like, I would not, not just a mar- like a, a nice home in the suburbs, and you know, it, it it's just it. Look, looking back, I'm like, I didn't even. I'm just glad that I didn't give into what the fear that I had now. Yeah, no doubt, because it's almost like or the fear that other people have for you. Oh God. Talk about that. It's almost like, uh, <laughs> you know, you get a near miss of an accident or being in an accident and you get out unscathed. It's like, man, I could have, you know, you get yeah. scared after you're safe. Absolutely. And that's how I feel. I feel scared now, even even though I'm safe now, I look back and I'm like, I'm, I literally could have, that could have went in any direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. So, no doubt. This, it's interesting. It's really interesting. So I think the biggest lesson I want everybody to take from today is like, you guys know if you've been listening to the podcast a while, how serious I am about obedience and your gift will always make space for you, make room for you. But more importantly, though, the universe, literally, you attract everything you need easily when you're obedient. Mm-hmm. Now, using it is going to take work, but you attract it easily to the point you might not believe it. Like you got to be careful mm-hmm. because it can seem like this ain't supposed to be this easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you will know because you're going to be set up for success. And that, rem- that reminds me of when uh, I, you may not remember, but I was like, it keeps things keep getting better and better for me that to the point where I feel like the rug is just going to be snatched up under my feet. Mm-hmm. And you, you like, still feel like that? No, because you, of course, you you being you. (laughs) (laughs) I hate how you always revealing my audacity (laughs) on the podcast. You like, Jay, you literally, you, so you scared for what you set yourself up to receive. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. Something along those lines. (laughs) Like the stuff you literally set yourself up to receive, you getting it and now you scared. And it felt, you know what I mean? I'm like, it just can't be that things just keep getting better. Like, who is about to come and just be like, psych? I just, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, I do know what you mean, though, because I, I don't felt that way, too. Like, stuff is too good. I ain't got one complaint in my life. Wait a minute now. It's just going to keep coming. Yeah, and I was just shredding mail the other day. And because I, I didn't realize I was a mail hoarder. Anyway, I got a shredder. Praise God. And I was shredding mail (laughs) and I was looking on when I was getting all these different attorney notices from all my late rent fees like oh my god oh my god like I literally shredded like five different we're going to get an attorney (laughs) we're going to get an attorney on you and you know and I was like wow look at all these late fees and stuff like that and now that's just a thing of the past. And I'm just really, really. But I remember, I remember so like crystal clear being at my mother's home going and just making a decision mm-hmm. and being like, you know, just looking at all the people around and how people just was there and know people, knew people. 
And I just made a decision to be a, like a really genuine person. Like anybody who's in my life who meets me currently or we already knew each other, like I'm going to be the type of person that has, you know, just a, everything you see about me, it will be who I am. Mm-hmm. And so when I look in the mirror, I'm just very clear on the type of energy I want to bring into the world, the type mm. of person I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, you know, deviated from that. Mm-hmm. And I think when you stay on path and stay on task, or like you say, be obedient to that, you're naturally going to get what you deserve and even more, even stuff that you didn't even see coming your way. Because I'm, I was, I was just telling Nick, I was like, what I love most about myself is that I am who I say that I am and nothing, no amount of greed, no amount of, you know, Anything can pull me away from mm-hmm. my character. Mm-hmm. And I think when you stay true to that, you are really, you can't have jealousy and envy. You can't have, um, you know, these different things behind closed doors. Like mm-hmm. who you are behind closed doors should be who you are in public. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. like some of these pastors are out here trying to save people behind closed doors. They're not even that. I think that's going to come to a screeching halt for most people. Yeah. Oh, always. You know what I mean? Always. What's in the light? I mean, what's in the dark is going to come to the light. Absolutely. But if you stay true, everything in the light is just going to keep getting brighter. And I just really believe that. Like, I really, I truly, truly, truly believe that. Like, just be, you know, genuine, obedient, you know, and not, and not desperate too because mm-hmm. that matters mm-hmm. that matters i see people wanting something so much that they're willing to compromise who they are to get it and, mm-hmm. and that should never be the case because they're trying to arrive too soon yeah yeah you can never be late but you can be too early mm-hmm. and so you're not ready mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you don't you know try to take the cake out the oven before it had risen you know what i mean so you haven't you know become who you were meant to be which means if you're early, you think, you know, you're supposed to have this thing um, and have this opportunity, but you're not the person that you need to be in order to truly capitalize on it. Yep. I just, I just um, was watching a podcast about that, how people will watch a person, mm-hmm. right? Sort of idolize them. And think when they start doing what they're doing, they should be on the level that, that they're, they're on. And when they're not on that level yet, it creates this type of feeling of inadequacy or whatever inside of them. But it's like, take this time. Take this time. Don't yep. feel, you know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's not your time yet. Mm-mm. You know, delay does not mean denied. Mm-mm. People really, really think those two things are kind of interchangeable. That's true. That's and they're true. not. That's very true. That's very true. And you, again, you got to attach it to, are you serving or are you just going towards what's shiny? Because I will never forget when I first started coaching Jared, I was like, if, if, you know, if I was interested in your coaching, but I wasn't very clear on the type of coach you were, how would you describe it to me? <laughs> he said, I work with people who took their ladder and put it up against the wrong building and went to the top. Mm. I was like, oh, that's juicy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, you know, like think about how many people have literally climbed to the top of the mountain that, that they weren't supposed to be on. A lot of people. And that, and we were just talking about that a while ago, like people who switch lanes, mm-hmm. like the, the writer who was doing the gossip column got 
all these different followers and was like, nope, I don't feel comfortable. Just with the mess. Yep. I, I climbed to the top, but I ain't comfortable here. Yep. I didn't. I, I don't like talking about people yep. like this. Yep. And so she had enough inside of her to say, either y'all going to accept me or not, but I'm not doing it anymore. But a lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. They'll just stay on the top of a mountain that they don't even belong because they're at the top. And, and a lot of people want to be here, so I'm going to stay. Yeah, and I, and I did the work to get here, too. Mm-hmm. And that goes for relationships, too. Like, I'm not really in this relationship, but we done been together 20-some years, 30-some mm-hmm. years, but, you know, I'm not into it anymore, but we don't work so hard to achieve here. Mm-hmm. But have you? Like, because what have you sacrificed along the, on, on your way to the top? Mm-hmm. You know, some people climb to the top of smooth mountains. You climb to the top of this rugged mountain. Like, think about it. Like, the, the part of the reason the journey was so rugged because you was on the wrong mountain. <laughs> Facts. You feel me? Facts. Couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely. You better assess your mountain. Better assess your mountain. You you on the wrong one. You on the wrong one. That's it, Jay. Listen, um, if I would have gave away what today, it would have been that farm to table class we had Tuesday night, honey. We are in literally the fourth week of the winter 2021 semester with 37 women of color who are taking this plant-based journey by storm. This past Tuesday night's class, though, was unprecedented. Like, women were opening up and just, you know, being transparent and being vulnerable about their fears, their fears about taking this particular journey, you know, their, you know, trauma that they've lived through and how that's impacted their ability to do some things they want to achieve in life. And I think this past class we had this past Tuesday, Jay, was one of the life's most spiritual most Mm -hmm. enlightening Mm -hmm. both most emotional classes we've had like in all the years Mm -hmm. I've been teaching this course I mean you were there like mom and Dawn just jumped out into prayer like we all bowing our heads on zoom it was insane like the amount of growth and this community this semester and farm to table is just off the chain like I cannot even believe I just I just feel so grateful that we're able to impact people's lives in this way, you know, people of color and they just are realizing that optimal health is available to me. I, I have everything I need to get there. I feel supported. I feel loved on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that space was it wasn't available in all the white spaces I was in when I was learning plant based nutrition. So just feeling like you belong. You know what I'm saying? It's just so, so important when you're trying to make a change in your life. So um, I just want to applaud all our winter 2021 students this semester and just thank you for allowing me to be alone for the ride. It's just crazy. I can't believe I'm just as blessed to be a part of y'all transformation. Listen, if you know that that's what you need, you need to be in a space with individuals who can relate to you, who understand you, who are like minded and who have, you know, a similar history and trying to reach their health goals. And you need to be in farm to table our next semester, our winter, our spring semester. It's probably going to kick off in April. We'll open up enrollment soon, but you need to be on that wait list. So you can go to the blackhealthacademy.com and just click on farm to table and get yourself on a wait list www.theblackhealthacademy.com. If you're not already in the academy, then you way behind, okay? You need to play catch up because the spring semester, we're probably going to take a smaller cohort. Um, the class is way more expansive and in-depth than anything you probably have imagined for a plant-based course. I was telling a client today on a one-on-one, Jay, she was like, I was like, how you enjoying the class so far? She's like, it's beyond my expectations. I didn't even, and I was, I was telling her, I was like, that's probably because, to be honest with you, 
nobody's ever taken a plant-based course. Nobody knows what to expect. You know what I mean? Like people have taken exercise classes, people have taken, but usually when it comes to nutrition, people are used to DIY. Like they like, I don't read some books. Nah, it, it's, di- it's just different because I've taken a nutrition, um, you know, of course not virtual or whatever, but just the information they get, they give, it's just surface level. Oh basic. my God. Every time somebody asks me about my, uh, certification in nutrition i always it always has to come with an explanation like yeah i'm certified in nutrition but mm. a lot of the information that they give is i can almost see the sponsors i can almost see the sponsors right. behind right the information you know what i mean because when you take in the nutrition course and you already know about nutrition especially mm. and you can see through it this, I can't imagine being someone who's trying to reverse diabetes, who's trying to read in this, following this, getting any better. I can't see it. I really can't see it. Mm. So for somebody to get in this course, get better, go to the doctor, get proof. I don't, you know what I mean? Even if it was a, another plant-based course, I don't think it would have the emotion tied into it. Yeah. I don't think it would have the, the literal like community feel to it. Yeah. I just don't think so. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So. We different. <laughs> I'm going on that because I'm always just trying to be mine. Like, so. no, nah, you're not about to downplay or minimize it because, no, it ain't because you never took a plant-based nutrition course. No. You this know is... what I mean? You took a plant-based nutrition. How was it? <laughs> Don't first of all. <laughs> that was petty uh, in the middle of my commercial. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. How was it? No, it was super just... Straight informational. Open. Yeah, it was stri- strictly informational. It was not community. It definitely wasn't extra above and beyond. Like, here's some resources to go validate what I'm telling you from all these other sources. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Go back right. to your commercial. Okay. Um, <clears throat> listen. Uh, <laughs> to knock my confidence. I don't know if you knocked it up or down. Be honest with you. Oh, you know, it's like your muscles. Sometimes you got to break it down and build it up. You'll be good. You fine. That's yourself off. Keep That's saying what you off. were saying. Yeah. Um, but listen, y'all definitely want to make it a priority to get into Farm to Table. Like, we have an amazing time and we have an amazing community. Uh, and then what's so dope about it, like, when you're done with the core course, you move into alumni status and continue to get a plethora of support. I mean, like, lives with the staff every month. Right. So we love on our alumni just as much as we love on our current students. Um, It's funny. I was just listening to a commercial about AT&T and apparently they got so many complaints about um, because, you know, AT&T, you know how companies that run sales be like new customers only. Mm -hmm. Current customers can't get this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they got so many complaints about that, that they've changed the policy at AT AT&T where now current customers can get the same deals that new customers get. Right, show us some love. We the one who been carrying y'all. You feel me? So that's how we feel at Farm to Table. Like alumni, we give y'all just as much love as current students. Like it's not just like, no, nah, this for our this for our shiny new people. Mm-hmm. You know, we done with you. We don't do that. <laughs> shiny. You know, shiny. Hey, that sparkling thing got me going tonight. <laughs> so, um, like, like real talk. Like I'm, I'm just so excited about what people are doing in Farm to Table. So listen, do yourself a whole favor. Start putting your little ducats aside because if we're going to be completely honest, the price is definitely going up starting the spring semester. 
So, um, but it's going to be well worth it. Anything uh, you could pay the money you would have spent on medications, the money you would have spent on time loss, um, working on health because you're not being able to work on your dream and your passion. Trust me, it's going to be the best investment you've ever made. And I do not say that humbly. I say that quite boastfully. Mm. Okay. Um, so look, with that being said, we're going to be back next time with another podcast for y'all. Click that link in the bio. Do two things for us. Number one, we need you to subscribe to the podcast. Number two, we need you to leave us a review. So let us know how we're doing. Um, drop us a line. Jay, I was just looking at the countries and listeners where they are all around the world. We had some 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 listeners in some countries. I was like, really? Like, like it was very shocking. I think it was like the Middle East or something. And I mean, a significant amount of folks. I don't even know if it was a... Let me hit them with it. Because I'm sure sometimes... What you don't understand is... <laughs> Here we go. Since I got recognized by my voice that one time. That one time on your birthday. <laughs> it was your birthday, though. <laughs> that one time, I realized some people come, you know, I, I got that voice. Jay, literally top two countries, United States and Russia. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hilarious, right? Like, so. y'all sure you didn't say Russia. By Russia, you mean Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Russia, Texas? Uh, so, listen, we appreciate you guys from wherever you're listening in the world. You stupid. But you know what's so funny, though? Um, I don't even think I told you about this. So I got an email from a, from a doctor and, um, that just the subject line was lifestyle medicine. <laughs> I can't stop laughing at Russia. There's <laughs> a small community in Texas. We think we out here. We think we out here. Little, little stay at home mom and accidentally. Told her girlfriends. <laughs> that Jay is something else. She always has the best analogies. Uh, <laughs> but listen, I got this email couple weeks ago and the um, subject was lifestyle medicine and uh, the, the the person who wrote the email he just said a few things like I want to I found out about it wasn't even generic but he was just like I want to book a call to talk more mm-hmm. right I said no problem so I sent them the link to my calendar to book a call with me so he booked a call so the day come for me to call him and I go to look at the appointment and I realize it's an international number mm-hmm. So I email him like, let's zoom. You know, I don't, I don't want to. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I got the paper or whatever, but I ain't. But I was just, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to keep the paper. I don't know you like that. Right. I mean, how long are you trying to talk? <laughs> uh, so I, I, I emailed him like, you know, would it be okay if we zoom instead? Right. And he's like, sure, no problem. So I send him the zoom link or whatever. We hop on the zoom, you know, black doctor out of London. He's like, I was just simply online. Mm-hmm. looking for literally companies that like cater to black health and you came up and I started researching you and I was so impressed that I reached out to ask you how you doing it because I want to do something similar here in London and we had a good conversation hey. a good conversation and I was just like yo you never know he and he works he's a doctor over in London and he works with mostly patients who have type 2 diabetes Dang. and he's so passionate about it and he was just like so he want to go about it the the right way. Yes, hundred percent. And so I just started giving him like tips and tools for building a community around like kind of what we did at the Black Health Academy. And I was just teaching him, you know. And then I was just telling him about you know kind of some places you got to start when you're trying to get somebody to reverse a chronic disease and things like this. And we just had a really engaging conversation. He's like, "You ever been over here before?" I'm like, "Yeah, I have." He like uh, he's like, "Can we please stay in touch?" I'm like, "Absolutely." 
you know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm just so thrilled that it's just being obedient. And then you just get, <laughs> listen, I can't say it enough. <laughs> but I was like, this was such a dope phone call. Like, yeah, it was so amazing. Yeah. We just kicking the heat. So listen, when I say they listening, they watching. Do you remember when you oh, wow. first started and every little thing it was mama we made it? Every I'm talking about <laughs> I don't care what it was. It was like, yo, my we made we out here. You hear me? Now, now a doctor calling you from London trying to consult with you to help his patients. And it's like, yeah, it was so interesting or whatever, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> right. That is because it was a time where I would have texted you like. We would have been geeked up. <laughs> and it would have been for way less. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would have told you to quit your job that day. You Remember, remember when you do that? You ain't oh, got to wash them dishes no more. <laughs> you ain't got to cook them babies food. I got some. Oh, we going to pay somebody to do that. We made it. I'm like, hurry up. Get your meals. So. <laughs> Dude, this mama, job. mama, we made it. That's so funny. Yeah, mama, we made it. It might as well have been a hashtag back then. Oh, yeah, it was a thing for about two years. Yeah. Ain't made it nowhere. Child, <laughs> please. Please. Anyway, okay, I guess we we have an off-the-line conversation. <laughs> I forgot the girl. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, we were supposed to be. I was supposed to be stop here recording. Listen, you guys have an amazing couple of weeks. Uh <laughs> If you haven't already, please go enroll in the Black Health Academy. Leave us a, a review. Until next time, be, be well. well.